Hey guys, what's up? What's up, Guan? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Remembering Those Minutes. I'm your host, Gabby. I'm really excited to be here. I know I've been missing in action, but I am back and I'm better. I hope everybody is okay or has been doing okay for that matter. Just wanted to take this time out to wish those who have already celebrated their birthday this month happy belated birthday. For those who are celebrating their birthday today, happy birthday. <laughs> and I say that to say today is my birthday. So, with that said, I had to make this episode a little special for you guys considering that i've been gone and yes i have been receiving your messages guys trust me i will do better and be i will be rather posting more content as soon as possible i can assure you that but yes so for today's episode i will be doing a interview with someone who is very very dear to me you know sometimes watching some lifetime movies or some movies for that matter or some you know one of those fascinating movies or reading a book or something about special or unique people in the world those who have died and you know regained their consciousness years later or something crazy like that well i have one of those well, I have the opportunity, rather, to be a friend with one of those special persons in life. You know, this podcast is solely, solely based on real people, real struggles, real experiences. And it's not to make you feel bad or anything. It's aimed at helping you to be a better person because sometimes in life we think just because we may lose a finger or we may lose a whole foot your life is over when in truth there are other persons out there who have experienced way worse or far worse than we have and they're living and they are living breathing testimonies of how god has been good to them right so for today's episode i will be introducing to you guys a friend of mine his name is hannibal black and he will be sharing his story with us just a brief synopsis of who he is how his life was before god and after god and his testimony he is a young man that has been dead <laughs> he has been dead and god has given him the opportunity to live once more you know just highlighting the fact that we shouldn't take we shouldn't take for granted the little things in life because tomorrow is promised to no one and we should be grateful for what we have because there are a lot of persons who have feet but they can't walk they have hands but they can't use them they are able to move themselves without having somebody to do it for them and this is a young man who has been through a lot he has lost the ability to walk to speak to do the simplest of things and he's just going to be sharing his experience how it has been for him where he was mentally you know how it affected him then and now 
just you know just listening to his testimony hoping that something out of um what he's about to say will encourage you guys so i want to know because you know this story never gets old so with further delay i'm introducing to you once more mr hannibal black yes yes hi how are you hello <laughs> happy birthday to you Gabriel. thank you and um i know it's a different time zone and climate where you are so how is the climate a lot of thunderstorms and it's kind of warm it's heating up you know mm-hmm. for the summer um as far as i'm done i'm an hour ahead of so it's all right great 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 i'm really excited to hear that for conversational purposes i will be just going in and out with you about how you were before god i understand that you are a deacon right so was that something that you yes. wanted to, to do growing no. up no 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 way um that was not <laughs> on the agenda at all <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so that's that's really interesting so um how did it happen how did it happen how did you move from or how did you transition to being a deacon no what changed and what caused that change would you like to share that story with us sure sure so what happened was i went through a traumatic life-altering experience mm. and it was so mind-bending that i i just had to my part in doing the lord's work you know mm. took it upon myself yeah yeah and i was just about to ask how do you know that this is something that god would want you to do because not everyone is just going to get up and say hey i want to be a deacon or i want to be um a pastor i want to be an evangelist what drove you to that point that one this is what you want to do and how do you know that this is ordained by god for your life I'm glad you asked that question because when I was in the hospital, now I'll tell you the story. When I was in the hospital, lying on my back, the one question that always kept ringing in my mind was, "Why? Why me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did I not perish?" Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And every time I asked that question, I just arrived at one conclusion. I, I talked to my parents about it. Other people were supporting me through the process, mm-hmm. and the answer was pretty simple. You know, you know how they say uh, the Lord isn't complicated to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it was pretty simple. It was you still have work to do. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, like now's not the time to be sitting on your bum. Mm-hmm. You still have work to do. It. You didn't have work to do. I would have perished. So that's my main. Yeah, it is. That's my main driving force. All right. So, um, just to pick up bud here. So before Mr. Black the Deacon, what was your life like? Were you uh, someone who was involved in church life? Did you grow up in church? Was um, going to church a thing for you? Um, what was it like before all of this happened? What was it like? I was raised in the uh, Christian Baptist uh, family in 
environment. I, uh, they, my parents took me to church mm-hmm. every Sunday, and I was involved singing on the choir. I uh, did praise and worship. So I, I definitely believe I was baptized. My faith wasn't as strong as it is now. Mm-hmm. Like now is just like rock solid. I believe because you know you're a kid, you're forced to. But the difference now, I, I'm making like a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. It's all about choice. At the end of the day, you know, mm-hmm. what do you choose to believe? Mm-hmm. And you do believe that one, this is something that you need to do for for those who are just listening, you know, because we know, well, I know that God can do anything. He's able to do anything. Oh, yes. He's a provider. He's a healer. He's a protector. But on this particular topic. We are trying to narrow down or narrow in or zoom in on God being a healer, right? For those of us, I mean, everybody should or, you know, at any given time in our lives experience pain. And sometimes, you know, like you said, you wonder why things happen to us. But it's it's designed to happen to either stop us in our tracks to say, hey, God, I'm here. This is God saying, I'm here. You need to do my work. This is time. So before this interview, you know, talking with you, you said that you, even though you went to church every now and again, you had a really good job. You were living your best life. There wasn't that much focus on God the way that it is now. Right? Right. So, um, it's safe to say that you were going about your best life, living, you know, you had a good job, you were you had access to money, everything was going good for you. But during that time without God being the center of your life, so to speak, how did you feel? What was it like for you to have basically all that you wanted? But how did that make you feel? Was it fulfilling? You know, how was it for you? That's a very good question. <laughs> well, That's I guess you can say have very good questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did it feel? It, it, mm-hmm. No lie, it felt like I was trying to fill a black hole. Mm-hmm. You know? I tried to get, like you said, I had access to money, right? So I would get materialistic things to try to make me happy, you know, mm-hmm. find pleasure in this or that. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about it, and it's a vicious cycle, is like, like say I would buy this shiny new TV, big mm-hmm. TV, I would think, oh man, that is just what I need. I can do this, watch this, eat food by people. I get it. I'm happy. And then the next second, I'm like, huh, that's it? You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that would fulfill me, that that would give me driving force to, like, keep doing what I'm doing. Like, 
Mm-hmm. That like I would get this and I'll be satisfied, but no, the the vicious cycle of it is I, I want something else, you know. So so you mm-hmm. so you were never satisfied. Basically. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was never satisfied, and that that led to the motorcycle. To be honest, because. Um, mm-hmm. I always wanted something else. Mm-hmm. I always want something else. The motorcycle was that something else. And, mm-hmm. and I thought it would fill me, satisfy me. Mm-hmm. So, so sickening thinking about it. But mm-hmm. the, the, <laughs> the. Thinking about the, it now, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The flip side of it all is now. Right now, I have like less materialistic things that I did before, but mm-hmm. what I didn't have before is this firm understanding of my role, what mm-hmm. God has me here to do, and that, oh, that is fulfilling. That mm-hmm. fills me up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get on fire just thinking about it, talking about it, you know, because now when you know your your job know what you're here to do or, or at least you're starting to hook on to it nothing else matters you know? mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you just you just feel good because everything else falls in place when you focus on god mm-hmm. that's true that's true and it's it's amazing how we think that we know what we want and we may you know neglect god's call for us right right some of us are very good at running away but how how long can we run for in your case god literally stopped you in your track yeah. <laughs> and i mean that that couldn't have been good in a sense but it is good it is good and i want to you know talk about that a little bit more um you mentioned the motorcycle so as a result of you having that, that's how you ended up in an accident, which basically caused you to die, right? Right. Right. So tell me, tell me about that. How, how was it for you? How did it feel? How was it for your family, your friends? I mean, that could not have been good. How did you feel? You know, I want to know because persons, you know, think that whenever you're in an accident and you quote unquote die can you feel your you know life force leaving your body how was it when you were afraid <laughs> how was the pain the pain everything the scary parts we were so, being real and yeah. we're being taught so we need to know I'm, how was it for you so let me tell you i woke up that day mm-hmm. like a regular day put on my pants shirt got on the bike and went to work regular boring day at work got off work so excited mm-hmm. on the bike mm-hmm. now I remember everything up until moments before the accident mm-hmm. <laughs> so right up until I got into the accident my mind it, it just stopped like I have no memory of that wow. up until yeah I know it's crazy <laughs> it's, it's not like the movies <laughs> up until I woke up no, no, even when I woke up in the hospital, you know, it's not, it's not like the movies where you come back and you 
you realize what happened. He's answering these questions like, "Oh wait, I'm here. I'm, oh man, it's been this long. Oh, who did? It's not like that. <laughs> you get everything very slowly. It's like you're walking in a fog, a dense fog. Yeah, and, it's great. And how long were you were you out for? I I get to understand that you were in a coma. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. yes, and how long were you out for? Almost a month. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the injuries that you um, sustained, were they bad? Like um, really bad? Or did you just get like a broken leg or a broken arm? How was it? Oh, um, man. So the thing about my accent was... Uh, I suffered a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Wow. And uh, to make an analogy of it, uh, mm-hmm. take an egg, a raw egg, say the shell is like your your skull, mm-hmm. and the yolk is your brain. Mm-hmm. And just imagine shaking that egg in your hand without wow. cracking it, just shaking it. And the yolk is gonna hit the inside of shell. That's what my brain did. Wow. Yeah, it traumatically hit my skull. And uh, that's what happens with a TBI. When it does that, uh, you know, your brain controls everything in your body, breathing, heart rate. So, injuries I suffered was dexterity, like the balance between my hands, the balance in my body. Like just balance in general. It just shook all that. Um and and that's a neurological thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. neurons. So it's not like superficial cuts or anything, you know, that that's TBI, like it's neurons. Mm-hmm. Now the actual physical injury that I sustained was uh, like broken ankle broken pelvis bone wow. uh, my hand was mangled my thumb was almost ripped completely off oh my god yeah my my, my knee was just almost shattered it, it was just it was pretty pretty graphic wow sorry um just to you know summarize so the injuries that you sustained or got basically you shouldn't have been alive you shouldn't even you yeah. should not even be talking right now basically exactly. Exactly. Wow. wow now 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 let me tell you it was a, a routine um turn uh, on the bike you know it was just a little hiccup in the road and uh i negotiated the turn one then my bike went from being on road to off road <laughs> so my bike slipped from underneath me I ragged off through the air and I hit a boulder I was going in at speed so imagine just your body going I, I hit this boulder hard enough for my helmet to pop off my head wow yeah and uh, once I hit the ground, mm-hmm. the other people I was riding with, they uh, came and 
that to me and they said I was snoring when I was out cold. God bless, one of them was a volunteer firefighter. So mm-hmm. he knew not to touch me, you know, because your natural reaction is pull him over and see if he's around. Mm-hmm. But he instructed everyone, don't touch him because he might end up doing more damage than good, especially to the uh, spinal cord. God. Oh God. God. Oh God. Wow. So you're basically dead. You should have been dead. Even oh, if yeah. even if they didn't touch you, the, the injuries itself, you know, should have rendered you motionless, lifeless. Tell me about that too. Um briefed me that you know just to fast forward for the listener you briefed me that um doctors basically gave you or they said that okay this is it this is it you won't walk again you won't talk again how was that for you oh and by the way um you were this this was the time that you should have been out of um the 30 day Coma. Yes, yes. Were, I, you, I was, were you able to talk? Uh, no, I was actually mm. mute. Mm. Yeah, when when you come out the coma very slowly, they call it emerging. Mm-hmm. And, and even when I was out of the emerging process, I couldn't talk. Like, like that. that's the effects of the TBI and the neurological. No, because my brain forgot. My friend forgot how to use my tongue with my diaphragm mm-hmm. and esophagus and use mouth to make words. Wow. That is crazy. Wow. I forgot how to talk. Like mm-hmm. open my mouth to say, and and I, I knew I knew how to talk. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I knew what I wanted to say to doctor or nurse or my mom. My dad would mm-hmm. say something to me. My mind knew what I wanted to say. I would open my mouth and just air. There's mm-hmm. nothing more defeating than that. Yes. That absolutely <laughs> frustrating. Oh. Yeah. So, um, back to what you asked. Um, so, many days I was in the uh, hospital bed, of course, can't walk. Um, my parents would be in the room trying to support me. Doctor would come in. You know, I had a doctor comes in on a TV show. He flips through his uh, pages. Let's mm-hmm. he, he examines you real quick. And then in, in his mind, I can't talk, right? Mm-hmm. So so he's like, mm, yeah, nah. This is the best medicine that's going to do for your son. Wow. You know, me hearing this and, and, and keep my, my, my brain like thinking like, like I can still do math and all that it was so weird like I can still process everything mm-hmm. he said this and like I knew what that meant mm-hmm. like he said nope it's the best medicine can do so that meant no more walking no more crawling no more talking gotta get assistance with using the restroom food mm-hmm. eating everything He's saying that's the best I, I can look forward to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
wow that ought to be tough and yeah. um you decided that that was not going to be something that you want how was the transition from that the first word leaving your lips what what was it you were telling me about that earlier too when you actually started to speak again i'm not sure if it was um you speaking first or moving first but either either one when you was talking oh yes 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 what was the first thing you said when you spoke for the first time? <laughs> so my my parents they they're, they're really huge support. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I always thank God for them. Mm-hmm. My mother would always uh, play these gospel songs and uh, sing them to me and have mm-hmm. me sing along, try to sing along. And then uh, one day, one day, she was sing. You know, say this after, repeat after me. And she said, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. That was my very first word. Hallelujah. The highest praise. Mm-hmm. Yes. God is good. Mm-hmm. It blew her mind. <laughs> it blew my mind equally. I was like, Wait, what? Did <laughs> you I, said that. Because, <laughs> yeah. cause, you know, in your mind, you're thinking no one can hear you. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Did, did I just say that, or, or like, am I imagining she heard me? Let me try again. Hallelujah! And, mm-hmm. and she heard me. And the doctors, uh, the doctors were amazed. Oh, they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. Wow! And and they saw that it was coming back slowly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And when when it did when it did, how was that for you? You know, your first walk going through therapy for speech and movement how was that for you and you also mentioned that your parents were there for you they're always singing to you and reading to you it's almost as though they're interceding on your behalf how did that you and what did that do for you did you actually see or believe that yeah god is real God did this, you know. There must be somebody up there that saved me because based on the information that you got for your injury, you shouldn't have even been here talking to me now, right? And speaking, you're able to walk, you're able to talk, you're able to... Right, right, right. And they were saying, too, that you would have been... um, solely dependent on drugs um to mm. help you how is that how has that been you know yeah so as far as the medication goes i am not totally dependent on it like they said i would be i take all that they prescribe because it just helps my executive functions right and how long ago was the accident july of 2016 yeah right and yes i'm i'm really i'm really glad for you i mean these things in in all truth i've never heard of anyone that has been through this they're literally back on their feet you're basically defying the odds that you know blew my mind because sometimes in truth when things happen to us people will say hey you know 
you'll never get back on your feet you'll never bounce back you'll never do this again you'll never do that but if god says yes there's nothing on this earth that can move his decision his decisions are final and it goes to show or say that whenever humans say something and if god says something it's god's word that will stand it is his word that will come out on top because i'm equally blown away by your story because in truth you know you should have been laying somewhere bedridden you know having somebody having somebody to attend to you or maybe you could have been dead but here you are sharing your 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 testimony and how has it been for you though like emotionally also knowing that you have to be dependent on persons rather was that a driving force for you to get back out there keep on moving ask something else <laughs> i don't remember cuz you know i'm just i'm just fascinated as well so i'm to get as you were trying to get why you think of it um <laughs> so i'm almost back I'm, I'm working my way to myself. You know, I, I'm almost there. Almost there. Just not quite yet. But I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, God is working on me. Mm-hmm. So emotionally, having to depend on everyone, to be honest, it's a really humbling feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at first, angry at, at everything. You mm-hmm. know? Like, man, I have to use the restroom. I gotta call someone or push this button, you know. <laughs> what what I look like? I'm a 25 year old guy just sitting waiting you know, to do just the basic things, and you know, at, at first it was really negative. Were you were you ever angry at God though? Like asking him why you? Why this? Because yeah. where you were in your life, you were basically doing right. really good <laughs> and this happened yeah just being honest i i was because i got my second degree in school you know i'm working as an engineer everything's looking good uh i'm doing good on the job everything was good um and and then this happened you know I'm, this happened and i was so confused i was like well, why didn't I die? Like, like, why bring me back for this? Constantly depending on people for this, and doing a wheelchair for this. Like, but, you know, I, I thank God I went through that experience because now people who, like, now I see people who, who have these wheelchairs or walkers because I, I use all that. Mm-hmm. I know how the world looks at them, how the world treats them, because the hospital I was at was a great hospital, very great, uh, Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia, very good, they have these outings, they take you on to reacclimate you back in society, and I remember going to a Starbucks once, and I was in my wheelchair, I pull up to the entrance, and someone's walking in front of me. I'm expecting them to hold the door, you know, let me in. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't. 
like like they don't even see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I was in line trying to get food or drinks and looked over and like you're you look as like you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah, it, it's not a good feeling at all. And at this point my voice wasn't you know, strong. Right. So that's even know, worse. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like a, a little pip squeak voice coming from the chair, you know. The world can't hear you because you don't know how loud um, <laughs> these coffee shops are in, until you're like low. And I'm um, trying to bark over the shop, and then you know I don't want to come off seeming angry, weird, right, yeah. or angry, or bitter, rather. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But but the world treats you as like second rate. Mm-hmm. very quickly emotionally that that took a toll on me mm-hmm. humbling um, though yeah and during this time when you were recovering that's when you uh decided that you wanted to be uh deacon was that your turning point to say okay god you got my attention what am i supposed to do now share my story with others what <laughs> how was that <laughs> because during that time you should have been you know on your way to recovering your voice was strong you were um, walking independently but you were still going to church right yeah mm-hmm. the uh, the hospitals at, again the Shepherd Center they, they had this uh, chapel mm-hmm. in the actual uh, hospital mm-hmm. and my mother Every Sunday, I remember I used to be excited to sleep in, you know, because <laughs> in the hospital, as you're doing PT, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, on the week. So on the weekend, I'm I'm looking to relax, you know. Okay. <laughs> My mom was like, "Oh, going to chapel service," and I I always believe, um, but my my faith wasn't as strong as it is now. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, we go in every Sunday, hear the good word. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see the other, you see the other uh, members in that congregation. Just you know, and you seeing what walks of life they came from. I was saying that we're all the same. You know, you may be more rich or more poor, but we all come from different walks of life and. We've all been equated to this one point here in the word. And thank God for my parents. Um, my, my father, he put that in in my head about doing the deacon because I was put here to do work. I was saved to continue God's will. So that's how it happened. Um, I, I wanted a way to continue God's will in my life and um, the deaconship gave me the happiness that I wanted mm-hmm. so that's how it happened using your, your story to encourage others and yes. wow that's, that's yes. something that's something and you have no regrets you actually you are happy that this accident happened 
right? Oh, because I am very happy. Yes. <laughs> could not even the thought of having a broken arm or leg i know for a fact that i would probably die because my pain tolerance was or is rather very low but um even throughout the pain you didn't complain you you didn't complain no no the the one thing i i learned this entire experience and I'm still going through it mm-hmm. but the one day I'm in so far is that tomorrow is promised to nobody yeah, so just like me that day I was thinking alright I gotta do this I gotta do that this week that week but just like in Proverbs 2701 do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring okay so I didn't know, well, even now, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So I'm going to do everything today while I can. He's still giving me the strength to do this. So I'm going to put all my energy Mm -hmm. to doing it right now. Don't wait and think you have until next week, next year to start doing the Lord's work or, or start losing weight or, or, or doing this you, you have opportunity right now mm-hmm. tomorrow's not promised to nobody wow this is truly an amazing story and you know like you like you said tomorrow's promise to no one so guys if there's something that you're bustling with unforgiveness or anything for that matter and you know that you can make it right with the little opportunity that you have you know jump jump at it make it right i mean it's not going to be easy of course it is hard and you know some things take time for different persons but we have the time now like you rightfully said tomorrow's promise to no one we shouldn't worry about tomorrow we should do all that we can now and if we live to see tomorrow then you know, that's truly a blessing. But for what we have now, let us be grateful for every opportunity of life, every opportunity to be able to walk the talk, to have friends, to have family, because we don't know what tomorrow may be. Not to scare anyone, but it's real talk. It's real life, real struggles, yeah. real, oh, yeah. real, real life stuff. But yeah, wow. yeah, no joke, no joke. Tomorrow's promise to no one. And um, yeah. Make use of what you have now. Not saying that you shouldn't plan for the future, but you know, let us do it one day at a time. You know, we cannot jump ahead and count our eggs before they are hatched. So, thank you so much, Mr. Black, for joining us and for encouraging us and for you know sharing sure. the story. This this was really really yeah. really really great having you, and we hope that you will join us for another interview for another time. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right thank you thank you so much thank you all right guys so that was the episode for today i hope that you will stay tuned and if you have any questions if you have any issues any topics 
that you would like to discuss feel free to shoot me a message on anchor you can utilize the anchor feature or you can leave me a message on instagram for those who don't know my ig handle it's strong black woman and that's s-t-r-o-n-g b-l-a-c-k-w-o-m-b-m-a-n all right until next time which is soon i promise i hope that you'll stay safe i hope that you will be okay you know just just live one day at a time and just take it easy and live and enjoy life for what it is and please guys remember your masks you know corona is still happening (laughs) and just live love and let god do his work on your life you know yeah i'm your host gabby it was really nice talking to you guys and my god bye